Hi, hello, and welcome to The Notebook Nook with me, Mera. This is a place to unwind and reflect on our day-to-day -day lives, sprinkled with some bookish convos and, of course, some stories of my life. If that's something that sparks your interest, you're more than welcome to join the venture that I call The Notebook Nook. Hi, hello, this is Esmeralda Mimera, and welcome here to my podcast. So today I actually wanted to talk about you guys, books, my love of books. How did that even start? And at the same time, around the end, I do want to reflect a little bit about words and the impact of words, because I believe that words and books pretty much coincide with each other. And I really wanted to kind of talk about a little bit about both of those. Uh, but I first wanted to start on how I actually started the love of books for myself and it really goes down to when I was a wee little girl <laughs> and I was so tiny I was little and I remember my mom used to read us some stories and I don't know to me like at first when she first started to do it she would read these stories and sometimes if they were too long she would just finish off a little portion of it and then in the next days to come she would finish off the story little by little and of course it would leave us leaving like oh my god i wonder what's going to happen to the story i wonder what the kid's going to do and a lot of these stories were children stories and they were lessons learned so the story did come with a message behind it and i think that's why my mom really really enjoyed them especially to read them to us now, they were Spanish books, and when we were young, we actually grew up very, very bilingual. Like, we would not only speak Spanish and English, but we would also write it, and we would also read it. So, we were very, very fluent when it came to that. And so, my mom would just sit us down, and we would huddle around her and just listen to these stories. And it just played a really huge role with us, because then she, afterwards, when she finished reading the book she would actually reflect with us. She wasn't just like, okay, I'm done reading. You know what I mean? No, she would actually sit down and she would actually talk to us. Well, what did you guys get from this story? What do you guys think there's a lesson that should have been learned in here? Or what do you think this character could have did different? And so forth. And it really got us like juggling our minds and thinking. And I think that's why sometimes, especially us growing up, we were kind of a little bit more thoughtful as to the words that we say to people or things that we do or don't do and the impact that can give. So we were always very like thoughtful of the things or actions that we were doing because we knew there was consequences to certain things or, you know, there was like a ripple effect to every action that you take in life. And so that really played a huge part of my life. Now, growing up, and eventually I became a teenager, my mother actually used to go to the grocery store. Now, I know till today you probably can still find them, but she would go to the grocery store and I used to help her with the groceries and just like to help her, you know, because we used to carry the bags all the way home. And yeah, so she, when she would put the stuff in the conveyor belt so they can get rung up, she would actually get an Archie comic book, okay? And she would put it on the conveyor belt. And I was like, mom, why? why are you doing that? Like, why are you putting the Archies? And I'm thinking in my head because my mom, you know, she didn't, she wasn't able to read that much English. And she told me, well, the reason why I'm doing it is because I really want to perfect my English. And this is a way of helping me. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, because my mom, she did speak English, but it wasn't as like that perfect language, you know? So she was always kind of shy when she would talk or speak it. Um, but definitely Archie's was something that she used as an avenue to help her with her English. So to me, I always say to anybody out there, whether you have a second language or not, like 
I don't know, it just because it's a comic book or it's, I don't know, some people may think, oh, well, that's a children's book. Why would you read that? Who cares? Read what you want to read. And I think if it sparks joy in you or it inspires you in any way, go on ahead. Who cares what people have to say? And for my mom, this was her little avenue, her little thing of being able to help her with her English. And not only that, but also enjoy the storyline behind them. And here's the thing. So she wouldn't just get the Archie. Sometimes she would get Jughead. Other times she would get Betty and Veronica. And after she was done reading them, I was so anxious to get them because then she would pass them on to me so that I can read them. And I loved it so, so much. So yeah, so me, like for me, I actually saw my mom reading a lot. And I think that really did inspire me in my reading growing up. So here's the thing, I just to show you guys just how, at least when it came to me, um, just how I guess nerdy I was when it came to books. And now here's the thing, I don't take offense to that word whatsoever for me in particular. Look, I own it. <laughs> I'm a huge book nerd. I love books so much. I love, I don't know, researching things and just I don't know, like I love education, everything that has to do with that. That is the type of person that I am. I love to learn. It's just, I don't know, it's kind of ingrained in me already. And I really, really love it. And there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. So for me, I used to love checking out books. And we were in a private school all the way up to eighth grade. So it was a very small school. And pretty much all of us, you know, that went to that school, almost all of us are still connected in some way um, through social media. And we still, you know, talk to each other and stuff like that, which I think it's really, really cool because you kind of form a little bit of a family. Now, I know not everyone's story is the same, but me in particular, I don't know, we've connected in such a way that we almost feel like we're family, right? So in this school, there was a library and a very small library that eventually built up little by little but they actually needed a helper. They needed a librarian because they couldn't find one. And my mom ended up volunteering and she ended up going in there and working as a librarian. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever because I was like, oh my gosh, my mom's a librarian. She's gonna let me check out books. Oh my gosh, more than you know what you're supposed to. Um, I was fairly wrong. Like my mom is the type that is very honest. She follows the rules and everything, and I should have known better. I mean, here is me trying to get an extra book to check out, and she was like, I'm sorry, honey, but you need to like choose the ones you really want because you can't check all those out. And I'm like, no, buddy, the weekend's coming, and I really need to read this one. And she's like, no, I'm sorry. Go to the side and figure out which ones you're going to want. So I, I gotta admit, like my mom, yeah, she she was like a true and true heart, like honest kind of person. So, you know, I should have expected that from my mama. But yeah, so I would check out several books and take them home and read them. And I would, I'm talking you guys, like I would guzzle these books down so quickly that it was like I could not have enough like books to fill like, I don't know, my need to read, right? So what I ended up doing too, and this is the part you guys are probably going to be like, really girl, like you did this? Uh, yes, I completely did. But I used to check out encyclopedias and not just any encyclopedias. It was like Disney encyclopedias. And in these encyclopedias, in every section that they would teach you something in particular, you would have a little character and, you know, little drawings and cartoons and stuff like that. So what I would do is if I wanted to learn about something in particular that I was like, hmm, I was thinking about this particular topic, let me go in the encyclopedia for the Disney encyclopedias and get that and check it out. 
Now, of course, people probably thought I was weird. They were like, really? Like encyclopedia book, girl? Like that's what you're checking out? But yes, that is exactly what I would check out. And what I would do that I actually loved that a lot of people didn't know that I did was that after I read and researched about a particular topic, whatever cartoon characters were actually depicted in those pages, I would draw as a kind of like a reward to myself, I guess. <laughs> I know it sounds so weird, but yes, I would do that. And I really, really enjoyed it. So either way, you guys, so me growing up, it was always about reading. And when it came to education and going to college, like, again, I loved reading my books and manuals and everything. It was something that I always just loved. Now, the one thing that came with reading a lot of books is that sometimes you're not as social because you're so busy reading that you don't have time to socialize. So for me, I would read a lot of books. And now here's a part where I'm going to kind of, you know, bring in the subject about words, okay? So if you are a reader, you probably will understand this. But when you're reading a book, you read words as you're reading them. Now, there is some people that will have a little dictionary on the side and they will research the particular word and then find out the meaning to it and the proper pronunciation, for example. Uh, not me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I would just read and read and read. And the way that I saw it written is the way that I would read it. And no, it's probably not the proper way of reading, but that was just me. That's who I am. And until today, I still do that and I cannot help it. Now, later on, I've learned that there's some words that I do have to probably research it because they have so many meanings to it. Or, you know, people are probably like, wait, what? How did you pronounce it? But I learned a lot of words through my reading and a lot of words that other people didn't really use, right? And I used to get made fun of for just the way that I would read or say certain words, right? For example, like I would say skedaddle. They would say, well, that's a made up word. That's not real. (laughs) And I used to get made fun of for it. And there would be other things, right? Like spiffy and stuff like that. I would read these words in books and I would use them in my day-to-day life. I didn't realize how (laughs) probably, um, yeah, I might've sounded when I would say these things, but I loved it. And I did not take any offense, by the way, when I was made fun of for (laughs) using certain words. Like I get it, especially when I realized that some people just didn't have, I don't know, that extended vocabulary, I guess you can say. Cause even me, like I, gosh, If you guys are going to notice something in this podcast, or at least moving forward in every episode that you guys may probably hear me, you're probably more than likely going to see me bumble jumble various words. But here's the thing, you guys. So as you guys hear these bumble jumbled kind of words, probably, or I'm tripping over my words, or I'm saying two words in one word and so forth, like things like that will happen very frequently here in my podcast. And I've came to the realization that instead of me kind of going back and editing out those words and editing out those phrases, like I've decided just to embrace myself. That is who I am. If you were to meet me in person and have a genuine conversation with me, you're going to be getting a lot of bumble jumble words. You will understand what I'm saying, but I'm going to sound a little bit off. Okay. And I've decided, you know what? I just need to embrace that quirky side of me, right? That is my individual trait that I personally have. And it is very unique to me, to Esmeralda. So that is why I decided, you know what, instead of just trying to 
block this and trying to perfect my language and all this stuff, I decided, you know what, I am who I am and I'm going to embrace it. And I hope that the world out there embraces it too, because I am not like everybody else. I'm not perfect. I'm a very own, completely different individual than anybody else, right? And sometimes we have to embrace those little quirks in each other, those little differences, those little things that may makes us actually unique, right? And that is something that I actually try to teach my son is just to embrace who you are, right? He sometimes freaks out a little bit when he's in a Zoom um, class and sometimes like the teacher will ask him a question or something and he feels like, oh my God, but what if I say it wrong? What if I don't say it right? And all the, he'll have the answer, but he's so afraid of doing the bumble jumble kind of words, right? And I tell him, I said, just embrace who you are, Papa. I was like, they're going to understand you. If anything, explain yourself a little bit if you need to. But it's okay. Have the confidence and the courage to just speak up, right? And that's the one thing I've always tried to teach him is just to kind of embrace who he is. That is just something that I really do want him to kind of just embrace and just accept and have the courage to just say what comes to mind. And yes, the words probably will tumble over each other, but eventually the concept or the idea or the, the thought that he has in his head will come out and it will be projected, right? So the thing with him is about the love of books and how he actually started with the books. I do want to say that with him, I actually started reading to him since he was in my belly. And I would read children books to him and he would move around and I would think that he would be listening. But of course, you know, he probably, probably wasn't. But did he enjoy it? I would, I would like to think that he did. Because <laughs> when he came out as a little baby, I would still read books to him and he would smile and giggle and just enjoy, I guess, the voice of me reading to him. And as he grew up, he just had this just I don't know. It was like he was always pulled to books too as well. So I wanted to always encourage him with it. And I would go and buy loads of little children books, especially like the little cardboard board books, and then moved on to more paper type of style books. And he was very careful even like treating the books good. And I'm just so happy that he has a love of books the way that I do. And I'm like so, so happy about that. But I think that's kind of what helped him actually develop more of that reading skill. Because um, in kindergarten, he was learning words. And then he realized that words made sentences and sentences make stories. And it was like him discovering this whole new thing that he thought was super, super amazing. And there was moments where he had to read, but his confidence in reading wasn't the best. And like I said, he would go on these Zoom meetings and they would ask him, okay, well, can you read this? And he would be so nervous because what if I don't read it properly? And I'm like, just read it how you see it, papas. And then eventually they'll tell you if you read it wrong and you need to change it. And I just wanted him to have that confidence, right? And he eventually did. Now he's like in a book club, he reads chapter books, and he is just so confident in his reading. And if he messes up, he just embraces it and goes, oops, okay, I said it wrong. And he'll like now say it properly, right? So I really, really love that his confidence definitely went up. And one of the books that I ended up getting in one of the scholastic book halls, because now that my son is in school, <laughs> that's another thing. You actually get to buy books from the scholastic magazine, you know, and I still remember that from even in my childhood. And I remember like we couldn't really afford for me to be getting, you know, any kind of books or anything like that where I can order them. And it was a bummer for me. But now seeing my son and knowing that I'm able to provide that for him got me really, really excited. But 
And one of the book calls that I did for him, especially because he got to choose some books and then I'll choose some books for him as well to kind of challenge him or to get him thinking a little bit more. And in one of those books, I ended up getting a book from Peter H. Reynolds. And he actually is an author and illustrator that does a lot of children books. And a lot of his books is all about like a meaning behind it, right? And I find them very, very good. Like if I can recommend anyone some children books, those would be something that I definitely recommend, especially if you have a child who is, uh, you know, in first grade and up, I definitely recommend their books and even probably even kindergarten too, to be honest but they have great messages behind his work. And this one in particular that I actually got for him was called The Word Collector. And I loved everything about it because it reminded me of my childhood. So he really gave me really deep nostalgia, right? So there's this kid, and I'm not gonna tell you guys the full story of the whole, the whole book of what it is because I don't wanna spoil it, but pretty much this kid loves to collect words. So he'll read something and there's a particular word that really stands out to him. So he'll write it down and learn about that word. If he overheard a conversation or heard a conversation where a particular word was being used, he would write it down and research it and know more about it. And that's the way he would collect his words, right? All in a piece of paper. And eventually something happened and all his words got scattered around, right? And he had to recollect everything. And he was like, oh no, what am I going to do? And then it clicked when he ended up realizing when certain words were kind of put together, it had like a different meaning to it once you mixed the words together. And, you know, maybe one word came before the other word. And he realized there was kind of like this poetic kind of thing to it. And from poetry, you can kind of make music out of words. And out of music, you can be helpful to other people because sometimes the words that we say to other people can be very helpful, right? So, Oh my gosh, the message on this book is really, really good, you guys. But I definitely read it to my son and he loved it. He really enjoyed it. And the message behind that, it's like me reading books all of my life. I've learned about so many stories, right? But also you learn different ways to approach situations and how to say certain things, depending on the stories that you read, of course. Uh, you have so many life lessons, I guess you can say. And it's almost like if you lived more lives than the life that you're living kind of thing. So you're kind of seeing the perspective and the stories of all of these characters play out in your head from the memories of you reading various stories, right? So in my head, I have all these memories. And when it came to communicating with people and actually giving them advice, I would choose my words wisely, you know? And I think this book is something that really helps you reflect on that, especially this children's book, The Word Collector. It really reflects on the things that we say to each other, that we have to choose our words kind of wisely and make sure that, you know, if we are going to impact people with them, that we impact them in a good way, that we bring out kindness and we definitely bring in the joy and so, so much more. And that is something that I wanted you guys to kind of reflect and think about too, about words in your life. Has there been actually a specific word that maybe stuck with you or you've been thinking about so much and maybe the meaning behind it or why it's so impactful to you? I just wanted you guys to kind of reflect on that and think about it. But for me, I know a lot of it has been gratefulness. And that is a word that lately has been a lot to me. And I've actually, I have this little board, not a board, but this um, 
kind of like a whiteboard right in my kitchen. And I write little quotes there, inspiring kind of affirmations and stuff like that. And one of the things I do have there is actually about grateful, like be grateful for the little things and everything. And that is a word that right now I'm really just kind of sticking with at the moment. You know, just remember to be grateful for waking up, being grateful for having my son, being grateful for my husband, being grateful for my family and friends, and even being grateful for all you out there who are listening to me. And yeah, so with that, you guys, I'm actually going to end up ending this podcast. But first, I did want to give you guys and share you guys a quote from that book, The Word Collector. At the very end, there's a beautiful quote on there. And I wanted to kind of say it on here. So it goes something like this. Reach for your own words. Tell the world who you are and how you will make it better. Peter Hamilton Reynolds. So I hope you guys can reflect on that and just think about those words. And I hope that all of you guys are having a wonderful day and definitely enjoy your week or wherever you guys are doing. I hope that you guys are staying safe and just remember to spread kindness and choose your words wisely. All right, you guys. So until next time, bye. Mm -hmm.